0: hi rachel what are you doing i'm just finishing another episode of my lessons from lost podcast who are you talking to this week rachel chapman of simply hypnotherapy what are you talking about well we talk about personal responsibility therapy self-belief and being present and the well i don't know but maybe if we stay present he will show himself excellent let's go Hello and welcome to Lessons from Loss, the podcast in which we share our experiences of loss and more importantly, what we learn from them. In this episode, I'm talking with Rachel Chapman, who has experienced many emotional life journeys, including losses of relationships and a parent. She reached a point in her life where she felt her existence mattered. She didn't want to continue with her eyes blinkered on autopilot. Welcome along, Rachel.
1: Thank you, Rachel. It's so lovely to be here. Thank you for asking me to come on to your podcast.
0: You're very welcome. I always find it quite odd talking to another Rachel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it does does seem strange, but...
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) a pair of Rachels. (laughs) Anyway, so thank you for coming along. So perhaps if we can start, what were the losses that you've experienced and, and how did they impact your life?
1: Okay, so there's a couple of losses I probably wanted to talk about today. The first one was um, a relationship that I was in when I was quite a lot younger, when I was about 21, 22. I met someone on holiday, a little bit of a holiday romance, and they lived quite far away from where I was living. And the only way we could really make it work was for one of us to move. And it ended up me moving up north from down south. I live in Kent, I moved to Birmingham um, to make it work. So I did that, bearing in mind, I hadn't left home at all at this point. So I was quite young, quite naive to the world. Um, Didn't really know how to stand on my own two feet, didn't really know how to manage money. So I was very reliant on this person that I'd met on holiday. And bearing in mind, I'd only met them, we'd only been together a few months. So it was a bit of a crazy, mad Gosh, decision.
0: yes, yeah. Um,
1: But I did it and I had the backing of my parents. Um, but during that relationship, it was quite a toxic relationship, I would say. Quite controlling. But because I felt so naive and vulnerable because I was a million miles away from my family never experienced living on my own in a completely chain a uh, different environment didn't really have any friends up there I I, I stood in the relationship for quite some time um, and finally I don't know what the turning well I'll tell you what the turning point was with some of the friends that eventually I met because this relationship went on, I think for about four or five years, so quite a long time. Mm. So from the age of like 22 up to 27, when you're still trying to find your feet as a person, I think one new year we was uh, hosted a party at our house and I think I was having a conversation with one, one of my friends and she asked me if I loved this particular person. And I turned around and I said, no, I don't. And that was the turning point because she then had another conversation with me the next day. And she said, do you remember what you said? Because it being New Year, we'd had a few drinks yeah. and things like you do. I said, yeah, absolutely. She said, what are you going to do about it? I said, well, I'm going to get out of the relationship And the only way I could really kind of get out because I needed to earn more money to be able to do that was I got a second job and I just totally built my own life from there. But it's funny, something just clicked in my mind and all of a sudden I got this inner strength from out of nowhere, really. And now looking back on the relationship, it was a horrid relationship. It really Mm. was.
0: Sometimes Uh, we don't see it when we're in the thick of it, do we?
1: Yeah, no, we don't. Um, But saying that, it's made me the person that I am today. I had to build an awful lot of resilience, as I said, being so far away from my family, not really having a good network of friends um, and learn to live on my own two feet and not go running home to my Mm. parents I think I did that once and my mum bless her said to me look you've made this decision yes relationships are tough because they was married for years and years and years um but you have to take the tough times with the good times and that that kind of stuck in my mind thinking okay fair enough yeah so I learned a lot about myself yeah
0: Um, was there anything that um that you did that kind of helped you access that inner strength or or did it just come i think
1: from, it it got to within? the point yeah it there was a couple of things actually i went on um a healthy eating journey started looking after myself a little bit better because this particular person went away on a business trip for about a month and when they came back, I'd lost quite a lot of weight and um, and I'd built into like a routine of um, exercise and I was living for myself. And because I was away from them for about a month, it made me realize actually I was OK on my own mm. because I was always constantly had them in my ear. I was saying, you're not worthy. You're not good enough you won't ever survive on your own you don't know how to do this that and the other and because I did that and then at the end of that year the realization thought I just couldn't be in this relationship anymore I knew deep down that it wasn't right but it's just having that final bit of courage and because I'd said to my friend I didn't love this person I think that kind of said it all and I thought right okay I can't do this anymore this is not good for me and I deserve
0: better yeah well done for like working that out at the age of sort of 26 27 or however however old you are you know a lot Mm. of people go their whole life time without without sort of coming to that conclusion or or working that out so yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah no it it was an emotional journey but I am a much stronger person for it today um definitely and it's made me the person that I am today and I stand up for myself and I don't let anyone take advantage of me and, and and things like that but but yeah and the the other loss sorry I'm rabbiting on but the other loss um, I wanted to talk about is unfortunately my mum passed away love her um, coming up to about 10 years now right. so she passed away just after a year that I got married in fact she didn't even see my first wedding anniversary oh, um, and she was young in my eyes she was only 64 um, which yeah. was no age and no. Um, and I how old was I at the time I was 30 just coming up to 35 and I was just at the point where I felt my life was starting that I've got married found my love of my life because bearing in mind I've been through this awful relationship and she absolutely hated that man with a passion because she could see that it wasn't right I mean mum's yes. always known yeah they have the, mother's, must have been... the mother's instinct <laughs>
0: Yeah, but that must have been quite hard for her at that point to have said to you almost kind of like you've got to take the rough with the smooth, even though that she, you know, she knew or perhaps felt inside that it wasn't a great relationship for you.
1: Yeah, I think also um, she probably didn't know the full extent of what was going on. Uh, At the time, sure. We were so far apart and I would only probably tell her a few things because I knew how she felt about that person and I didn't want to fuel any fire because that's not going to help because I'm going to need her to support me eventually when I work out whatever's going on
0: yeah yeah but then
1: she's also come from the generation of um once you've committed you've committed um there's a lot of people out there dare I say it are in relationships that may not be completely happy but they've made that commitment and they just carry on with it so yeah it was quite tough for her yeah so mum passed literally just as I felt that my life was starting again for I felt like my life started and she's not seen any of it although she's met my husband I mean we was together I think three years or so before we got married she absolutely idolized him but But then you grow as a couple and then you go on to achieve wonderful things, you move up the property ladder, you have children, she's never met my daughter, she's never seen me do the career I do now, Um, so I was very sad that she has missed out on so many things to know that her daughter's actually overcome that awful relationship and is is living what she deserves because she always used to say to me, I'm getting a bit emotional now, but she always used to say to me, I only ever want you to be happy and I'm proud of whatever you choose to do in your life. You know, I'll always support you. So.
0: Yeah. So I guess that, it, that's the bit that she's perhaps missed out seeing is yeah you being happy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I've learned A lot from from her, which is kind of dictated to what I do now as my career. Um,
0: So do you want to say a bit about what you do?
1: Yes, yes. So I'm I'm a hypnotherapist. So I work with clients to help them become the best versions of themselves. I know that sounds very cheesy, but we're all going on in life not really necessarily taking everything in because we're always running around like crazy people, not looking around and taking in our wonderful environments or really nurturing those special moments that we have with our family or occasions. Um, Because life is so hectic, our minds get so muddled. So I typically work with clients that are struggling with stress and anxiety that have got going through or been through bereavement and also um, weight management because I feel I've I've experienced all of those in my life. But I've not always been a hypnotherapist. Prior to this, I was working in a corporate banking environment for 20 odd years. But the reason I wanted to change my career is because when my mum passed away, you have a bit of a re- a reflection mm. on what is important in your life and at that time it was to make sure that my family were okay I wanted to be around from more because although you're there you're not always mentally there do yeah, you understand yeah. where I'm coming from yeah
0: absolutely you might yeah, just be being there. present and there's being yeah present
1: <laughs> yeah that that's exactly it being present in the moment And although, you know, my career and my job in the bank helped me get out of that toxic relationship that I was in and gave me financial stability, which is what I needed at the time, it wasn't serving me now. I just felt like I was a bit of a robot, not really making a difference to anybody's lives as such. And that concerned me and I just wanted to have time for me to reflect what I've been through and process it and also live the life that I've always wanted to live and, and help people overcome stressful situations or just get through so they can breathe and not have so many things going on in their mind and and look after themselves as well so yeah that's why my passions are like stress and anxiety um bereavement and weight loss really yeah
0: had you had any hypnotherapy yourself to help
1: you no no nothing at all um interestingly But prior to starting my course that I had chosen, I did actually go and get some hypnotherapy just to experience it. And it is wonderful. You go off into a wonderful world of relaxation. You can kind of hear what's going on, but you drift in and out. And it's like going to bed and having a lovely story read to you. Is the best way I can describe yeah, it. That's
0: a lovely way of describing it.
1: <laughs> and then getting into real deep relaxation and then coming back and thinking, oh, wow, I feel like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders. But I did do a lot of research about courses that I wanted to do. But the reason I chose hypnotherapy at the time was I felt with hypnosis because it works with the subconscious side the brain and the mind rather I feel that it got to the root cause probably quicker than maybe other types of therapy I mean I'm not knocking other types of therapy I mean I've had other types of therapy myself and they've worked for me but I just felt sometimes people just want to get themselves sorted quicker basically.
0: Yeah. do you think had you not had that period of reflection after your mum passed away do you think that perhaps you would have stayed in the corporate world longer
1: Yeah, definitely. Without a shadow of a doubt, because to me, it served a purpose. And I didn't really know any different. And then the passing of your mum, I mean, your mum is like, you know, it's there, aren't they? They're your support. They, They have your back no matter what. So yeah I just think it just made me think about what life was really about and I know that might seem strange and why should such an awful traumatic event have to happen before you kind of have that reflection moment but yeah that's a million
0: dollar question isn't it So many yeah. of us don't kind of take, I don't know, have the opportunity to, to reflect or, or, as you say, we you just sort of we go along with our eyes blinkered and, and not yeah. really aware that there could be another, you know, another way of being or of doing and, until something sort of traumatic comes along. And, and I suppose yeah. just stops us in our tracks and, and we just go, well, actually, maybe this is a good time to reassess what I actually want in life, either to, to be, to do or to have.
1: Also, I think since my mum passed, I've learned a lot about her upbringing and what she went through and she struggled also with her mental health. Um, But we didn't know this. I mean, Mm. it was me and my sister um, had no idea that she was struggling because, again, she came from the generation where you didn't talk about that. You didn't talk about if you were struggling, you just got on with it. Looking back on my childhood, I can see it. Especially now, because I'm a therapist, you can actually see the struggles that she was going through. You know, she used to go and sleep for days and days and days on end. And you think, oh, that's not quite right. But when you're a child, you don't understand necessarily. No, well, you
0: don't know any different, do you? Yeah, necessarily. exactly.
1: And then, and then her moods were up and down as well, and. Again, to me, that was just normal because that Mm -hmm. was mum. So I've learned that since. And I think that's partly another reason why I do what I do. It's a bit of a nod to her to say, I now understand what you went through. Not that I can help her anymore because she's no longer with us, but I can help other people that might feel that they've never been able to properly reach out because... Too scared to speak about their feelings, and I've always wanted to be the type of person or therapist or whatever anyone wants to call me for them to come to me and not feel like I'm judging them and it's okay not to be okay. I mean, we all have good and bad days,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah, so it's a bit of a nod to her, which is nice in a way because I know that she would be very proud of what I'm doing now because I'm making a difference and ultimately that's all I ever wanted to do was to make a difference to people struggling and not having to go through it all on their own and not have support and to know that there are people out there to help.
0: Yeah definitely in a way that's a that's a little bit similar to my situation where I sort of ended up doing therapy work although mainly more sort of physical therapy but
1: yes.
0: I you know I have done coaching and NLP and hypnotherapy and stuff yes. but it was that I um, 15 years or so in the corporate world and I can remember and you know just kind of pushing paper about and and the last job that I was in um, I was dealing with sending invoices out and of course you know that's never going to be a, a task full of gratitude because nobody likes receiving an invoice (laughs) yeah so that was a a bit of a thankless job and I can remember getting my a pension forecast, I think, and saying that I had to work for another twenty-seven years, and I just thought, God, I don't even want to do twenty-seven days in this kind of work. So that for me was the turning point of going, no, get out of this corporate life. You know, you you, you won't survive twenty-seven years.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, yeah, and
0: that's how I then sort of went into the much more kind of a, a therapy-based career. Yeah, and it-
1: It is such a rewarding career. It's interesting, actually, because I met recently with some of my corporate colleagues. I've not seen them for a couple of years because of COVID and everything, but we met and it was a really strange experience because I felt like I was a duck out of water. I -hmm. felt so like I'd moved on mentally so much since I'd kind of met with them prior they were all still moaning about what we all used to moan about. Yeah. And, and I, I, I didn't get frustrated, but I thought, wow, you know, if, you, if you're really that unhappy, I know not everyone can change their career or, you know, have the opportunities to do that. But my viewpoint is if you're really not happy about something, you can change your situation which is kind of what I've learned throughout my life, you know, I got out of a toxic relationship, but I changed that. I did that on my own. Yeah. I wasn't enjoying my career. I changed that because we only get one life. And I think mum passing made me realize that we do only get one life. And I don't yeah. want to be the person when I retire, I don't want to look back and think, Oh, what if I did that? What if, what if, what if, you know, I'd rather think I did it. And yes, it worked or it didn't, but you know what? I've learned so much about myself along the way. Met so many fabulous people that are, that are brilliant at what they do. So,
0: and I guess if it hadn't have worked, you'd have then just found another yeah. another career, maybe a, a different therapy or or yeah. just another another career. But it got you out of, I suppose, the the rat race. Yes.
1: Anyway. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah. And and also, my daughter, she. Um, had just started school so that was another pivotal moment because when they go to nursery it's okay you can kind of drop them early and pick them late but school you've got to do school hours and there's not many jobs that cater for that and then you're getting the homework and then it's all the after school activities and I wanted to be a mum to be there for her my mum bless her was always there for me so I wanted to be there for my daughter and again I know not everyone can do that but you know, she's still she's only seven. So I just want her to know that I was always around for her to support her in whatever she needed.
0: It certainly gives you that flexibility. Definitely. So what would you say have been the sort of the biggest lessons that you've that you've learned from from the losses that you've experienced?
1: I think the lessons that I've learned um, certainly never listen to anybody that do not have your best interests at heart so talking about that toxic relationship you know as I said I was constantly being told I'm not worthy I'll never get on in life no one will ever love me but you are so it's just believing I guess it's self-belief I've learned that believing in your worth and your belief that you are your your worth so much more than anybody else could um tell you and you were you
0: at the time were you aware that it was a toxic damaging relationship
1: a little yes but I was scared to get out yes yeah um I didn't know if I could do it on my own
0: yeah Um, and I think often you know I mean fortunately I haven't had experience of that but but having sort of spoken to people who have That's often what they, the sort of the perpetrator, how they keep you there is keeping you in that state of fear, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it was knowing that I could live on my own and be okay. I don't know, it's funny. Well, it's not funny, it's horrendous, but it's just the thought of knowing you walk out that front door and you don't know what your life is going to look like. But the minute you make that decision in your mind, you've already kind of made a massive step. Mm. Um, But I did know that at the time because my mum and dad brought me up to believe in myself and understand that I'm worthy to have nice people in my life. Um, So I knew that it wasn't right, but I was very scared to get out. But I did. So yes, so self-belief is things that I've learned. And the other thing I think is, is live live for your life don't ne- necessarily let your career determine how you live your life if something isn't wrong and you're not happy about it only you can change it no one else it's only you Is that I suppose it's taking
0: it? responsibility
1: Take it? yes yeah. that's the word good word Actually, yeah, I talk to my clients a lot about that, taking responsibility. So, yeah, it is. It's taking responsibility for your own destiny because no one can change it. And I think that's what my mum kind of taught me, actually, like making me stay in that... No, not making me stay, but taking responsibility for the decision that I've made. You know, ultimately, I've made that decision. I've got to take the responsibility and just work out where I go.
0: Yeah, and then you ultimately took responsibility by walking away from it
1: yeah yeah absolutely so yeah i think that they are the things that i've learned and just perseverance you know just have to persevere at things you know you know being self employed is not easy i'm sure you know as well it's ups and downs but it's just having that belief and understand why you're doing something like what the motivation behind it is and for me it was to have a better work-life balance and be present in life and not just be on autopilot all the time
0: yeah oh that's lovely so what ways do you kind of what are the ways in which you see the benefits of being present and not on autopilot what are the kind of the positive things that
1: the positive- that, that brings you is I'm very aware of what's going on um, with my daughter and her life. I know that might seem strange, but quite often you will see people that are with their children, but they're on their phone and not necessarily interacting. So we don't do that because I just want to suck all of her growth and experiences up because they only are so small for such a short period of time and I just really want to nurture that feeling of seeing her grow up and I guess the benefit of me doing that is to know that I'm doing the best job that I can and it makes me feel better because I'm in a way leading by example because as we know kids are sponges and they take in absolutely everything, especially at such an early age, it gives them their grounding for the rest of their life. So she's got a good support at the start, then hopefully she'll go on to flourish and have a wonderful life like, like she deserves.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then you're sort of carrying that forward because although, you know, you sort of alluded that your, your mum had her own struggles
1: mm. in
0: her life, You know, she also gave you a very good grounding in in sort of what was right and wrong, and and to value yourself. So that's really lovely that you can actually you've sort of taken that and and maybe sort of expanded it tenfold, twentyfold, a hundredfold, then to to give all that learning and and nurturing for your daughter as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I just think you know, it's just like today. It's a beautiful sunny day. And I've been out, I've been for a run, yeah, it was very hot and sweaty, Mm -hmm. but um, it was just so nice to see the trees and hear the birds and see the blue sky. And I know that seems really cheesy, but it's having those opportunities and those moments to take that in. Um, We live Mm -hmm. in such a beautiful part of the world And I bet you there's so many people that walk down a lane and don't see the squirrel or the birds or hear the rustling of the trees through the wind because they're so, like I said, got their blinkers on. I just wanted to take mine off and really take it in.
0: Yeah, lovely. So important to do and Mm. so easy to do, but also so very easy not to do as well.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I always speak to my clients about having time for self-love and self-care no matter what it is whatever's going to make them feel better because if you're looking after yourself you're going to portray that out to all the people that are important around you and and they're going to see the best version of you as well
0: yes yeah sending ripples out isn't it across the pond Mm. or the lake to yes ripples of positivity
1: yes yeah we love that (laughs)
0: yeah excellent oh well thank you so much for your time today rachel i've loved speaking to you and and hearing about your journey and and your experiences and and how you've benefited not only yourself but how you know your career has changed and that you can now help others and you know obviously setting a a lovely example for your daughter as well Mm
1: -hmm. yeah it's been it's been lovely to chat to you it's actually very um cathartic doing things like this because it gives you time to think and reflect about all the things that you've done and you've changed that's great thank you so much oh you're very
0: welcome i really enjoyed this conversation with rachel and i hope you did too much to reflect on about personal responsibility and about being present in our relationships whilst the noise of life goes on around us If this episode has brought up stuff for you, please reach out for support. Thank you to my support network for enabling me to produce this podcast. Thank you to Jamie Farrell for the beautiful music he wrote. And of course, thank you to you for listening. Please share amongst your networks and hit the subscribe button. And I'll be back in two weeks with another lesson from loss.